Hello and welcome to the Blocks, Paper, Scissors podcast, episode number one. My name is Clark Freilich and I'm here with the venerable Clyde Gaw. Today Clyde and I will share how we decided to turn our worlds upside down and begin teaching for artistic behavior. I think I don't want this to sound kind of NPR-ish, you know how, but you know, I thought we'd just have a conversation about where we got our start, kind of how we got into this thing of tab, and you always have, you're so well-read and can offer some really incredible insights, and I'm just kind of the, the doer. Truth be told, you got me started, so uh, you were very inspiring uh, back when we first met, back in the, the, the late uh, 1990s when we started, actually mid-1990s, around 1997. Uh, we were team teaching, you were doing research uh, with the integration of technology and art experience, and I thought that was really fascinating. Well, I've always been interested in technology, and I always wanted to add that piece uh, in the art room. And back in the late 90s, technology was, it's a lot different than it was now. It was more isolated and specialized because I guess everyone thought that you had to wear a white lab coat or whatever. But I was looking at ways to create electronic portfolios, to do some alternative assessment. I've never been one to grade artwork, but I wanted to look at another way to assess artwork. So I started looking at how to use a computer to assess kids' artwork. Wrote a grant to the Indiana Department of Education and um, got the grant, got a couple of computers and some software. Just started scanning work and, and wanted the kids to write about it. And we were doing that within our accelerated classes, I guess. In fourth and fifth graders. Fourth and fifth grade gifted kids. And when we started writing about it, that's when some of this stuff started hitting me because the artwork they were creating wasn't necessarily from their own ideas. We, we learned a lot watching them write about the work that you facilitated the scanning of. And, um, and as, I, as I recall, we were having, <clears throat> we were doing, encouraging them to bring artwork from uh, home also and what they would create with us with our teacher-directed assignments. And there were some very revealing moments uh, when we started to integrate the, the writing, the technology, and the art uh, right. activities all together. It was like, tell us about your artwork. Where'd you get the idea? And a lot of the stuff would say, well, you know, the idea came from Mr. Gaw or Mr. Freilich gave me the idea. And that's really not what I was looking for. And it was kind of a watershed moment. Something's wrong here. And that got me interested in self-directed art creation, which led me to the internet. And I came across... So Brown, Brown University? Brown University's oh, Knowledge Loom. Knowledge, knowledge Loom, that's what it is. And there was a piece on there about teaching for artistic behavior. And I think I scanned it and looked at it a little bit. And it looked promising and so I tried to get a hold of the persons involved in that article which were Catherine Douglas, Diane Jakewith, um, John John Crow and maybe Pauline, I'm pa not sure. Pauline Joseph. Yeah, I'll have to look 
that was the first time I read something and I'm like, man, this this is it. This these people got their shit together and <laughs> and I was, was so, like, they they already got the plan. They, they got the plan and, running. and they do it in many different ways. So I don't know how I got Kathy's email, but I sent her an email and I remember talking to her later at Denver at the conference and she said, out of the blue comes this email from someone from Indiana. <laughs> and uh, that kind of started the whole thing. But uh, and, and you sent her an email with, a, with an inquiry. Uh, I'm like, hey, tell me everything you can about Tab. Because we thought that was that was the coolest thing since sliced bread uh, when we first heard about it and when you explained it to yeah. me. Because in our research, what we were trying to get at with our with our own research with electronic portfolios and alternative assessment was we were looking for a, a window into uh, the creative spark in children because right. we because we were we were designing you were actually you were designing rubrics and uh, and and then sharing them with me and what what we were trying to do was get at a way of uh, enhancing children's creative experience in in our art program, and and so we you know we we were we were using um, instructional instructional strategies related to direct instruction and with the rubrics also to 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 help guide children's uh, process mm-hmm. so that they so that the products they were creating were refined and uh, looked looked creative looked they looked unique we were trying to get creative unique art uh, objects from them using rubrics and and using that as a as kind of a, a an instructional or a structural framework for children to work from and and lo and behold uh, what we found when the, when we started asking children to write reflective statements with the electronic portfolio process was uh, we found out in 2001 uh, when they were telling us, well, you know, our ideas were, were from our teachers. And, uh, and, and I remember also that you scanned in a child's work that he did from home. And, uh, and he was writing, he wrote like several paragraphs about his work from home. And his, because his work was generated from his own world, his own emotional realm, it had real, that, that drawing that he, he worked on with his reflective statement in our electronic portfolio program, it had real meaning to him. And consequently, the the writing was sublime. That was he was really going off on his writing, but I don't think it was. You know, that was that happened in two thousand one, and then in two thousand three, two thousand four, when you shared with me the work of Kathy Douglas, Diane Jacobith, and John Crow, and Pauline Joseph. Then you know we learned about choice and setting the conditions for ownership, and that's when you know we we saw the light. That was that was really uh, an epiphany. It was it was night and day. It was like after t- talking with Kathy and she was giving me some information. I just probably did the worst thing or the best thing ever. Just jumped right in and just said, "This is what I want to do." And that's that's how I 
I learn, I jump right in and live with the failures, the chaos, and then use that to help control the environment where I think others take a little bit more time to do it. But I learned so much in that huge, amazing time when I was trying to keep my head above water with everything. But It was a time of discovery for us as, Oh, yeah. It was, it was amazing. And I just remember you and I used to joke, you know, the kids would come up and they're like, Mr. Gaw, what are we going to do? And Mr. Gaw would, or I would say, you know, we're going to learn about Egyptians. Yeah. And, uh, oh. I was like, oh. You're going to talk again? (laughs) This was very uh, liberating for them as far as, you know, okay, guys, teaching them a little bit and then saying, go, go at it. The studio's open. The studio's open. Uh, it kind of reminds me, I got a, an email, I was not an email, but I was on Facebook the other day, and um, it was from a parent who'd moved out. It was, um, she'd said, oh, you ruined art for little Johnny. <laughs> little Johnny. And, uh, and so it's that you ruined art, dot, dot, dot. And then she said, to be honest, we were thinking about um, changing schools anyways. But then over the summer, she realized, she goes, there's no way... I could ever send Jacob back to that horrible art program. And she said, you've set the bar really high, sir. And having that feedback from a parent, seeing that through a child is very uh, validating as far as what I do. You know, it's always good to get those those notes from parents who support the things that you do. And I don't think in the, the 12 years that I've taught TAB, or taught in teaching for artistic behavior in that style, that I've ever heard a parent complain that, you know, they didn't like what their child was doing. Um, and I think, you know, I've heard teachers complain, but... <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I get similar stories like that, very similar. Uh, parents will tell me, uh, I don't know what you did to my kid, but I've got uh, boxes of cardboard in the living room all cut up, and they're building... Uh, the, the children are and they're now building a giant castle and um, and so um, so what tab has done has allowed children to unleash their natural creative uh, force their, their natural creative energies uh, and and their natural capacity for uh, self-directedness and in, in their uh, in their in their learning pathways, and um, and it care it's so we get a school to home home to school connection, and it's really interesting to see that take place particularly with little children at the elementary level. Very interesting, and uh, to to watch that phenomenon, and it's 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 a joy to behold. That is um, another reason why. This podcast, well, I feel this podcast is important. I mean, Clyde and I have a lot of experience, but we want to bring others. You know, a lot of people have questions about TAB, teaching for artistic behavior, about what it is, how to start it, different parts and, and things of the classroom, how to how to set up centers, what do you do for signs. And we thought this would be a, a great way to have people interact, um, at least get our point of view, 
just like a tab classroom, you know, it's completely, you know, there is no two classrooms that are alike. We can only offer our, our two cents. We, we think a, uh, a podcast is another way to get the message out and another way to get perspective on TAB pedagogy, uh, on the TAB approach to art education uh, through the podcast. Because we know people learn in multiple modalities. And so we do a lot of writing. Uh, we do a lot of sharing uh, verbally when we go to... Uh, like, for example, tab stock, and we share with teachers uh, in, in any way that we can. But we think that, and this is Clark's idea to do the podcast, which I think is, an, is a, another fantastic Clark Freilich idea. Yeah, right. But it's another, <laughs> it's another way to get information out. And so, it's folks, just another excuse for me to buy more technology. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so. uh, you're. <laughs> You're not going to get in trouble from your wife for purchasing no. this brand new microphone, are you? No, no. That's good because it's a, it's a it's a beauty. It is a nice one, isn't it? It really is. <laughs> for those of you listening, it's a it's called a Blue Yeti. If you want a good podcast mic, I recommend the the Blue Yeti. <laughs> uh, it's just you know something that works. Uh, it's like the third mic I've used. So okay, um, so we need to wrap this podcast up for the first edition. I know I posted on Midwest tab that uh, if you have a question that you can record it on your iPhone or your phone and send it to Clyde or me and we will answer that question in the next coming podcast. It's always good to hear what other people what other questions people have. We're going to try to answer some of the basic ones um, but I know people have their own situation and we'd like to try to answer those so if you want to be brave send in your recorded question you can send it direct message it through facebook to clyde or me do you have anything you want to add clyde that's a great idea we'd clark and i would love to hear from uh, uh people from tab midwest from uh, any other facebook forum um, or if someone directs you to, to us, uh, we'd, we'd love, to, love to hear from you. And uh, we could use your question in, in our... Uh... So before we go off, before we sign off here, I just want to say that uh, thank you, Clyde, for showing up and trying to do this thing. This is a really cool learning experience, trying to figure this stuff out, and hopefully... Future podcasts are going to be a lot better as we stumble our way through this process, just like any learning process. Um, like like Tab, um, when you are self-directed and you're in the classroom and learning your way, there are there's risk taking involved. And uh, Clark, you're to be com uh, complimented on your on your courage because it takes courage. Oh, yeah. it takes so courage. courage to create. No question. The courage to create. Yeah. It does take courage to create. Rolling. Try to instill that in our kids. So, uh, again, thanks for uh, listening, and we should have another podcast up soon. Thank you. 